Hello there and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Studio. My name's Paul Nolan. I'm the owner and the founder of MYT, the artist development platform that is here to help you become the very best artist, DJ, producer that you can be by becoming the very best version of yourself. And this is episode 11 of Beyond the Studio and it's something that I'm really excited to talk about. This guy, Bjorn Nicholas, is a really, really interesting character in the scene and in the space. He's had a huge amount of experience experience and has you know worked with artists including Gareth Emery has worked at you know major clubs like Sunday in San Francisco and is now becoming a real leader in the integration of blockchain technology into music tech and music streaming and his platform Rocky is looking like a really really interesting project where artists can get paid in cryptocurrency and a hell of a lot more so we really do a deep dive into what blockchain technology is. So if you've ever heard about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and stuff, we really try and explain it all as simply as possible. And I basically ask Bjorn about how Rocky works, what it's here to do, and how it helps you, the artist, get paid the money that you are actually owed. Because the music publishing and royalties model in the music industry at large, and especially in dance music, is very much in need of a bit of an update and blockchain technology represents a really exciting opportunity for that to happen. We also talk about one of the hot topics at the moment, which are NFTs or non-fungible tokens, which is a way of creating scarcity for digital assets that's been blowing up in the art space in the last couple of years or so. And it's really starting to take off now. You've seen people like Gary V on YouTube and on Instagram talk about it quite a lot in terms of the art world and it's got massive massive capabilities in the music industry as well we talk about a case study where guy j the wonderful guy j has made one of these nfts and it's an incredible look into what the potential future might be with a digitally scarce product so without much further ado i'm going to hand it over to my conversation with bjorn nicholas from rocky enjoy Good evening, guys. Hope you're all well. And yes, this is going to be a, a very interesting couple of hours as we're we're going to dig into something new that we uh, we haven't talked about before. But obviously, as you guys know, we're we're very committed towards helping you, you know, make the money that you are entitled to as an artist, and also be able to pursue revenue streams that you've got control of, and effectively have you know a, a, a sovereignty over your career you know ownership over your music you understand exactly what you're entitled to and with the way that the world's been going in the last few years and especially in the last year or so it's now more important than ever so with that being said you know i'm you may not know this about me i'm not too public about it but i've been a big fan of cryptocurrencies for a long time and you know i've got my own kind of holdings in various cryptos and i'm a big believer in its capability to to change the world so without sort of much further ado i'm going to introduce you to somebody who shares that opinion and is uh, like us doing something about it so i'm just going to move the camera over here and i'm going to introduce you to bjorn from rocky how are you sir Good, man. Thanks for having me. Very, very excited to be here. Well, we're very excited to have you. And it's it's a, it's an amazing thing that, you know, 
again, we were just saying before we came on air, like how small the world is, right? And how we're already running in kind of the same circles, but we only kind of met a few weeks ago. And it was actually yeah. one of our AAA members who, who connected us, which was uh, Clyde Rouge, uh, Kyle. Yeah. And uh, obviously we, we've had a couple of calls and, and we've really kind of uh, figured out that we're on the same page on a lot of things, right? Yeah, no, uh, Clyde is a great artist, a great person. He's been actually uh, with me with my previous uh, company, Tune. He was a big artist on there and, and uh, uh, was a big supporter for just the general idea of having a decentralized music platform that mm -hmm. has a, an alternative payment method with you know cryptocurrencies and blockchain for royalty accounting, etc. So now, now he's using Rocky and we're just getting started there. So yeah, it's great to be connected from him. No, exactly, exactly. And I think it's, as I said just in the introduction there, it's really important to talk about these kind of alternative revenue models and, and the future really, because it's all very well and good me saying that it is an alternative when it's actually the future in a lot of different ways. And it, it's kind of... I think it, it may be initially be quite confusing for a lot of people because the technology itself is kind of still a little bit new. You know, it's still Absolutely. developing. And, you know, as we said on a call a couple of weeks ago, I think, you know, me like the likes of me and you who are a bit more in tune with the, the blockchain world, like we can start talking about, you know, mining and proof of stake and proof of work and all this stuff. And it just goes over the head of like 99% <laughs> of people, you know? Even for me at times, I got to say, you know, I'm actually not a super big blockchain expert. Uh -huh. You know, I'm more in the belief of building a platform. Yes, we use blockchain technology, but it's more under the hood. It, 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 it what basically fuels the platform, but it's more transactions happening under the hood. They're not really there if you're looking for them. So the goal with Rocky is to build this mainstream music application that's no more difficult to use than uploading your music on SoundCloud, as an example. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of, you know, a lot of people are, you know, put off by blockchain and crypto. And, you know, you can read positive things about it, negative things about it. But, you know, the goal is, of course, to make it as mainstream friendly as possible. So any artist out there with zero crypto or blockchain understanding can sign up, create an account, upload music, get rewarded in our token system. Uh, and eventually cash that out into you know euros or dollars in a fairly simple way without having to go to these more complex crypto exchanges and saving your private keys and this and that uh, you know making it super user friendly is you know one of our biggest priorities mm. No, totally. And and again cuz where we're going to start is with you know how the current model of the music industry and especially in the dance music industry is yeah. putting it politely like broken and what we can do to potentially change that or what has to change and then we can get into kind of rocky's role with it so uh, yeah, let, sure. let's kind of start there because you know again like you know before we sort of get into this like this is we're not slating anyone <laughs> we're not like criticizing anyone you know like we we've, we've built this model up around ourselves over the last 20 or 30 years as it is and a lot of what we do today even in the digital world is almost like kind of quite outmoded quite kind of you know archaic principles and practices and and ways of working together that you know we're kind of a bit old-fashioned even in the days of vinyl right sure 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, let me just say two things about myself first, uh, which I forgot. So, my apologies. You know, my I should have. Uh, yeah. I should. I should. We just rolled straight into it. But this is what we do, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's exciting stuff. I, I get super excited, but I always forget to to introduce myself. But my name is Bjorn Niklas. I come from you know almost the twenty years background in the music industry. Uh, you know, spanning back from being an amateur DJ and producer myself uh, to running club nights in San Francisco at a club there called Ruby Sky. Uh, I was working. Uh, I was involved with a company called Sponday. We did some really great parties there. We had a record label, Sponday Recordings, and then I uh, fell into tour managing, and then ended up working uh, managing uh, with the management of a, of a of a pretty famous trans DJ from from England and producer Gareth Emery. Uh, and I had the privilege of working with him for many years, touring the world, uh, you know, assisting him with his record releases, etc. But, but. Uh, um, yeah, so I've been kind of exposed to all the different aspects of the music industry, and you know, sadly, it's a pretty fucked up industry. It's not very positive, and it's a lot of you know negative forces going around where everybody's trying to push each other down so you don't arrive to their level, so they can maybe earn less revenue. It's, it seems to me that you know artists that are on the D level, they want to get to the C level, but the guys who are on the C level. They don't necessarily want you to get up to that level because then you might have less gigs. And then it's the same for the guy who's at the B level. Mm. You know, he doesn't want the people on the C level coming to his level because then maybe he will have less gig and less income. And, you know, who has the top billing on the flyer? Like, there's all this negative, crazy shit going on. Um, so it's not a very positive industry. It's very cutthroat and, and a lot of, you know, shady stuff going on. And, of course, also on the royalty side... Uh, and if we take a step back and look at the music industry as a whole, you know, the music industry was created in the days of sheet music and jukeboxes. And back then it was specifically designed to really trick artists, you know, trick jazz musicians back then. And they created this system with, oh, here's a small advance, $5,000, $50,000 cash up front, just sign the bottom line on this 400 page contract. And we will be responsible for collecting revenue from all the different sources and paying you. But obviously, that didn't really work very, you know, in a in in a fair or transparent ways. And and sadly, those practices are still employed today. Uh, with this music industry being extremely complex, I don't even really fully understand how it works. Whether all the money is trickling down to publishers and. PRSs and ASCAPs and all these royalty rights associations over the world. It's a very complex uh, industry and there's very little transparency and there's a lot of mystery. Uh, I always say where there is mystery, there is a way to profit. And it seems like there is a lot of mystery that creates profits from for a lot of big powers. So, you know, over the years working with Garrett, we kind of really saw how the revenue model and income really changed from an artist. We used to make decent money selling CD albums. Uh, and then the next thing that came there was the MP3s. And, you know, the iTunes MP3 store for a while there, 99 cent downloads, it still had a 70% profit margin. So it was actually pretty good and you can make some good money there. Then, of course, Napster came along and completely wiped that out. And the next thing that came then is, of course, streaming and Spotify leading the charge there. Uh, but sadly, they have kind of always been in the grip of the major record labels uh, who kind of 
you know, they were operating for quite some time without having the proper licenses and agreements in place. Uh, and when they were, uh, I guess, too big, you know, too big to fail, the record labels came in and muscled their way into taking ownership of the company. And for sure, they have more favorable payout deals than you and me, for example. And and then, of course, the um, the way that the Spotify payment model works is simply, you know, they take all the money that they make in, in any given day. So all the money from subscriptions, I think they had now, what, 155 million paying subscribers. Uh, and of course, the revenue that goes into a big pool and whoever has the most amounts of streams gets the most amount of revenue. Uh, so that pro rata model works really great for that 1%. So when you're Beyonce, you're Taylor Swift, you're Ed Sheeran, you have tens of millions of fans, you have tens of millions of fans on Twitter, you send them traffic, you get the biggest piece of that pie. That doesn't necessarily work very great for the smaller guys, and a lot of them being in, independent. And there's been a lot of articles about it, but pretty much something like 1% of the artists on Spotify accounts for 90% of the revenue, which typically means that 99%, the remainder, get to share 10%, which you know typically comes out about 200 US a year or around there. So clearly not something to base your musical career on, clearly not something that, that you can use to support your music career with buying instruments or you know music production programs or whatnot so you know a lot of artists or most artists made most of their money touring playing gigs and uh sadly now with the pandemic has completely crushed that there's really no income at all from from playing you know playing live gigs live events and and some people that i talked to here in the states at live nation they don't even start to look at things until 2022 mm. So are we going to have an entire more fucking year of making no money? Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just really terrible. Mm. But on the flip side there, it really only showed that the need for having better alternatives online. And, and there's been some great, you know, great new options like you know, live streaming behind a payment gate wall. So at least you can make some revenue performing a little show with your band in your garage in front of an audience receiving some sort of online ticketing uh, revenue from that. We saw Bandcamp has really exploded in, in direct-to-consumer selling of, of music, MP3s and merch, etc. Um, so, you know, Rocky was kind of born, you know, to kind of tackle those problems and, and uh, you know, rather to try to tackle on and build a solution to fix the broken music industry, which many companies have tried, Instead, we just look at it that we'll just draw a line in the sand and, and build something from the ground up using blockchain technology to improve royalty accounting and, and, and transparency mechanism, which is, of course, on the speculative side. Uh, but there are some great advantages with having a token payment uh, tied into a consumer platform with mainstream adoption as, as there's more and more users that are coming on that are using it. You know, when it comes to crypto, for those of you who, who, who don't really know too much about it, but, you know, Bitcoin is, of course, the most valuable one. Uh, and, and, and one of the reasons why is because it simply has the most people holding Bitcoin using Bitcoin. Ethereum is the second and then so on and so forth. So there's there's actually a great correlation between the amount of users holding your crypto and the value of the crypto. 
So by having a platform that can scale easily with onboarding artists that are basically uh, joining the ecosystem of, of this Rocks token that we have, the, the entire utility of the token goes up and, and so should the token value. So there's a few advantages uh, to basically base it on blockchain technology versus the traditional system. Uh, and we can go, you know, we can go more deeper into it. But basically, it was born because of the of the current broken model, right? Uh, I'm sure many artists that are listening to this, I'm, I'm sure you are well aware of how much are you earning from Spotify and, and how long does it take to pay? And are you a hundred percent sure that the whatever 200 pages of data or numbers that you get from them is the true, real uh, revenue that you're supposed to get? Right. It's not like you're going to pay a forensic accountant $10,000 to do a forensic review of your accounting in order to recoup maybe a few missing hundred bucks. So they know that and, and you really have no power. You get what you get and that's the system that's built. It's, it's, it's built to cater to those major forces that control the music industry. So, so that's kind of uh, some of the ideas and background why Rocky was born. Uh, uh, which is basically essentially because of the need, mm. the current need. Yeah, that's great. It's great. By the way, I am one of those people that if you go to a party with me, I'm awful. I don't introduce anyone to anyone. So that's why I just completely skipped over the intros with you at the beginning because I kind of just assumed everybody knew who you were. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I'm not I'm not famous in, in any way, but I do have a great background. I've worked in a couple mm. of music tech startups. I had a a great live streaming company called Groovio about six years ago, mm-hmm. uh, which was basically a, a live streaming platform and app and hardware we built where the DJ could connect their, you know, their their mixer you know, straight into the app, get high quality audio and video, live stream for an audience and receive receive uh, donations. Uh, it, it's you know, sadly wild to think you were doing that <laughs> six years ago. Six years ago, and and that company was doing really great. Groovio was called, but. Uh, you know, six months post our launch, uh, you know, we were dependent on, on bringing the fans from Facebook into the app to enjoy the live streaming experience. Sadly, six months post our launch, Facebook Live came out, which completely crushed the company. It made it very difficult for us to try to grab eyeballs from Facebook into a new app because Facebook Live was everywhere. It was free. It was easy to use. All the Facebook fans that you had accumulated, they got instant notifications. So uh, it, it, it just kind of shows you, you know, timing is very important for launching companies and services. And and right now, if, if we look at the timing for struggling musicians, not earning money from Spotify or Apple Music, uh, coupled with the loss of income from live gigs, I think something like this is, is, is even more important now than ever. Uh, something needs to change because otherwise music is going to disappear. You're not going to be able to work on music in your home studio because you know maybe you have to take a second job delivering pizza to get the, to pay the bills. So you know it's to me it's really heartbreaking to kind of see where the industry has been heading and just how unfair those you know current streaming options are how smaller independent guys are, are so heavily disfavored compared to all the others. And it actually took a company from, from France, Deezer, uh, I think one of the bigger, maybe the third or fourth biggest streaming company, they actually implemented that 
the user-centric payment uh, system, which means if uh, if Paul is paying 15 euros a month to Deezer and he only listens to Bjorn, he only listens to my songs on Deezer, from that 15, I get 10. I get the majority. Uh, and that's really the most fair way of doing it because it makes it easier for an artist to go out and say, hey, sign up to Deezer, subscribe, and pay the 15 euros because I actually get the majority of that revenue. I don't think you have ever seen an artist go out and tell their fans to go up and sign up to Spotium Premium. Pay Spotify $15 a month so I can receive one cent. It doesn't make any sense because the money doesn't go to them. It goes to Taylor Swift, it goes to Ed Sheeran, it goes to all those huge artists with tens of millions of fans. So. Uh, we have also incorporated that uh, user-centric payment model uh, on Rocky just to have an alternative uh, revenue stream besides the crypto aspect part, which we can jump into a little bit uh, later on. But yeah, that's kind of the state of the music industry as I see it and, mm. and, and, and what we're planning to build uh, in order to, to change it. Mm. And it's also the, the revenue that you have to spend as a label as well like i've just come off running a label co-founding a label for five or so years and you know there's no money in it for the artist there's certainly no money in it for the label and you are doing it as a labor of love so you know by the time you get through a distributor to get it onto the likes of you know Beatport, track source juno etc and then when you kind of get the royalty statements through and everything else it's like you know it, 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 there's very, very little left, even between the label and the artist. And even then, in order to promote the thing in the first place, you're spending probably more money than the label will make on a release to send that music to, you know, very well-known, very successful DJs who ironically could probably afford to buy it on the store for free. Of course, yeah. And for me, it's like there's been so many different parts of the industry that just when you add it all up and you take a step back, like nobody in their right mind would run an industry this way because it just it's just completely unsustainable. And this is what the last yeah. year, the pandemic has, has really, really proven. And, you know, don't get me wrong, it's very, very tough. But in a way, I'm kind of grateful for what's happened because it's really put the spotlight on all of this and it's been badly needed and badly overdue for a long time so you know it's great that we're having this conversation now because i think people have been forced into a position to become more aware of it like you mentioned bank camp before and you know other other services that are out there that can be used to create more direct connections between an artist and their fan base and find it easier to build their fan base yeah. as well, which, you know, what is what, again, like you mentioned before, what Rocky's going to partly do as well as this kind of tokenized kind of thing. So it's really, really exciting. And I love meeting people like you because you're kind of like, you're somebody who lives like five years in the future, basically. Yeah. Well, you know, that can be good and bad. Sometimes I seem to be a little bit too heady in the future and even, even with you know my previous company tune that I was involved with there, it was a great idea. It was just the wrong time. Uh, we we launched at the at the wrong time. We we launched right in the middle of the 2018 crypto market crash. Uh, we hadn't built in any type of safe mechanism to continue providing value by having a 
a regular uh, you know subscription in fiat that could, could that could supplement a, a failing token uh, value, etc. And, and you know, and of course, as we've seen, you know, pandemic came, and you know, if you look at crypto now in general, crypto is is absolutely blowing up, and and you know, you we can, you know, there's a lot of reasons why, but you know, governments are printing trillions of dollars out of thin air to inject into failing economies, and and, and now in America, we have a new we have a new government in place, a new administration, and they are very very much looking at injecting even more money into the economies to help out people who have been you know, suffering from the pandemic and failing businesses, et cetera. But that money doesn't come from anywhere. It just comes from thin air and it's unlimited. So when that happened, that, that, that tends to have a really good uh, impact on, on, on crypto as an alternative because you can't just keep printing money forever out of thin air before hmm. the value gets deflated and in and inflation happens. Well, exactly, and, uh, exactly. And you get to that situation where for you history buffs out there, there was a period in Germany just after the First World War where it was actually cheaper to wallpaper your house with the currency than actually buy wallpaper. <laughs> that is the kind of well, yeah. extreme, what they would call hyperinflation sure. kind of situation. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that even happened recently in countries like Zimbabwe, for example, where they were doing ridiculous things like, you know, printing. I don't know what the, the currency is called, but it was like they did like a five million note and stuff like that because like the, the inflation just ran completely out of control and obviously i'm not saying we're going to be at that point yet but it's like it shows that countries can and governments can devalue their own currencies at will which means that you know the money that you carry around in your pocket every day or is sat in your bank account is potentially worth less every day yeah so there has yeah. to be an an off-ramp for this there has to be an alternative and especially with yeah. the way the music industry finds itself at the moment then obviously the the process and the focus then moves on to these projects like rocky and like others that are you know gonna potentially arise out of this situation and fulfill different sorts of use cases if you will so yeah you know, what i thought we could get into now is let's think about you know if someone's listening to this or watching this and like has literally no idea like literally fresh off the boat no idea what a blockchain actually is like could we like define that in like very very simple terms and then we can kind of plug the blockchain into rocky and then talk about how that's going to change things yeah sure and you know as i said i'm not i'm not a blockchain engineer or expert uh, but uh, i always try to explain it in a very very simple way mm -hmm. You know, blockchain is essentially a big ledger. So let's just pretend it's a big notebook. And in this notebook, transaction gets recorded. So let's say today, you know, Bjorn, I'm going to send uh, Paul 20 bitcoins. I wish. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. I'll think about it. So... <laughs> So there's a recorded in the blockchain. Bjorn is sending uh, Paul 20 bitcoins, right? Uh, now, what's cool about that is there's there's millions of copies of that transaction that happened. So it's not just one one ledger that I have one book and I can and I can and I can lose it. It's it's gone forever. So 
what do you mean? I never sent you 20 Bitcoin. Or you can say, I never received it. You said you sent it, but I didn't get it. So, you know, this Bitcoin distributed network basically has millions of these transactions being recorded uh, on everyone's computer who is mining these transactions. So this basically this ledger is held by multiple millions and millions and millions and millions of computers. So when something gets recorded on that blockchain, there is an, you know, millions of transactions recorded that are basically just duplicating that transaction. So it's basically impossible to change it because everybody has a copy of that transaction that has happened. So it's really great for this type of micro transactions that keeps track. Paul owns beyond this, beyond this, this, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, Bitcoin is, is, is you know, is, is the biggest. It's also, you know, built, you know, many, many years ago, 2000, you know, over 10 years ago. So it's, it's, it's not the quickest, but it's by far the biggest. It also takes an enormous amount of, of energy to upkeep all the computers that are keeping track of all these microtransactions happening back and forth um, to make it you know, cheat and, and foolproof. But essentially, it's just a big you know, distributed ledger, you know, ledger that keeps track on all of these microtransactions that gets that gets moved. You don't actually really own and have a Bitcoin. All you have is a transaction that basically says that you're entitled to this particular um, piece of Bitcoin, and that's recorded with everyone that has, you know, that is keeping up this um, Bitcoin network. So obviously, for royalty accounting, it makes sense because we are recording it on the blockchain. Uh, we can never basically change it and say, you know. Today, Paul is getting 50%, but you know what? Next week, let's just pay him, pay him 10, right? You can't edit them, so they're foolproof. You can't, once, once they get up, and we use something called smart record contract, which is basically a form of digital contract where if you and me, Paul, we make a track together, we're 50-50. When we upload that on Rocky, we fill out this smart record contract. So 50% to Paul, 50% to Bjorn. And then when the track is being streamed and revenue is being created, it automatically pays us in our wallets there in real time. And you can see that I got my payment. I can say that you got your payment. Other users on the platform can also see that, oh, that track heaven that Bjorn and Paul did, they're 50-50, and they can see that they earn you know, uh, revenue accordingly. So it's a fully transparent system that uh, I think works really great for you know, royalty accounting in particular. That is about one of the best explanations of yeah. blockchain I think I've heard. So? Yeah, because like, like it, it's great because like you ask, you've said, oh yeah, well I'm not a blockchain engineer, and my whole thing is like, thank God, because you ask a blockchain engineer, we're going to be still here in half an hour, you know? And it's like we need this thing of like we need to be able to take like we were talking when we first met. We need to be able to take all the fear out of it, all the jargon, and basically do what like what i do here at myt which is just demystify a synthesizer and make it really simple for everyone to be able to understand and you know take the big scary words and kind of break them down into easy to understand chunks like that's what we've got to do with blockchain yeah. technology because i think a lot of people get so scared that they don't go in and they don't do the research they don't invest in one way and in another way they kind of miss the boat or they miss out on opportunities because of that fear 
Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so it's yeah. great. It's great that you've got that. You know, this really kind of simple way of explaining it. And I think the other thing to really point out as well is that there's an irony to this situation. You were talking about governments being able to print trillions upon trillions of dollars out of thin air. So, what you're talking about there is an is an asset that isn't scarce. Like, it's just right. completely infinite. Whereas you talk yep. about the reason why, more than anything, Bitcoin is so fascinating is because it's scarce. It's literally the first ever digitally scarce product, which means there's yep. only... The way that the system has been invented is that there's only 21 million of them in existence ever. And even then, you know, some of them have been lost. Some of them have been held back by the people who created it. So there's probably only ever going to be about 16 million in active circulation at any one time. Yeah. You can correct my figures if you want. But I mean, I think something like half is half is lost because people you know, forgot their passwords. Yeah. So, so that just brings it down to half. And, and you know, as you say... You know, miners are being rewarded, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, you know, scarcity is, is, is of course, one of the reasons that a crypto becomes valuable. And, and uh, with the old platform tune that I was involved in, we actually had a completely wrong token economy. We, we paid out way too many tokens to, you know, for the streams, which, which basically had a counter effect of having scarcity. There was, it, was a, it was an inflationary model that would always give out more excess than what there was demand on the on on the buying side, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have artists earning value for their streams and activity on the platform, uh, and then on the crypto side, on the speculative side, uh, that's where you know people believe in your product, they buy the tokens, they trade the tokens. That's where you have to create the the demand. But there was if there's always a super excess of tokens being circulated and giving out like candy then there's not going to be that demand to drive up price uh, so with rocky that's completely being redesigned that whole tokenomic system and how we create more of a scarcity model uh, and we also have a bunch of features that rewards you for keeping the the rocks cryptocurrency token within the platform that you can use for various you know tools and services that we have that can help you advance your your career as well mm. yeah yeah that's amazing it really is the so the the whole thing with with rocky that it's going to obviously used blockchain technology so in a way the report and is completely accurate and to a very very high degree it's completely automated which means it's going to be a much more efficient way of working for both yourselves as a company but also for artists which should hopefully mean you hopefully mean you're going to get paid in a way that actually the value will increase over time because again one of the things that cryptocurrencies are and bitcoin in particular is known for is being rather than inflationary being deflationary where it obviously yep. it, it's its value is increasing over time and therefore you know it's it's its demand is always going up and then being able to like you say reward people on the platform for certain behaviors i think is really really exciting so th this is going to be like a streaming service right so it's it's kind of like a it's not really like a beat port model where you download stuff it's more of like a streaming service right yeah so in this first uh, you know versions this it's it's uh, the the core the core functionality is basically just a pure music streaming platform. 
with with no downloads, right? So you upload your music, people can add it to the playlist, they can stream it, but at the moment there is no there is no downloads. Uh, that will be a feature that we can implement fairly simple where artist Paul can say, hey, this new track of mine, you can stream it. And of course, if somebody wants to buy it, it's going to be two rocks tokens, for example, and they could download the music file. Uh, you know, as you know, you know, less and less people sadly download music, you know, at these times, except, of course, you know, DJs that you know, need them to play at gigs, etc. But yeah, there's definitely going to be a download option as well uh, in the future. Uh, you know, you know, sadly, Spotify and the others, they have really trained that behavior that, you know, this is all you can eat buffet of music available at your fingertips 24 seven. They made they made that app and, you know, and it's a great app. They have done a fantastic job. Uh, the Spotify app in terms of finding new music, they're their AI algorithm recommending music that is similar to what you like, they have done a really good job with that. They don't pay artists, but all the other stuff they really nailed to make it very easy. Hmm. But sadly, that's kind of the behavior that people are accustomed to now. It's just, you know, you, make, you create your playlist, you press play, you go on about your day. You don't really, you don't really give any value back to the artist press play, you go to the gym or you sit in the car, that's it. So we spend a lot of time thinking about that. Like how do you how do you actually you know go above and beyond to try to extract some value back from the fans, from the listeners, and how could they help you in your artist career uh, by doing certain uh, things on a platform that will help you as an artist. And we talked about this the other day, Paul, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, one of the one of the features that we're building is this feature called "Get Paid to Listen," uh, which basically is a simple way for fans and and music lovers to actually get paid some small small token rewards for listening to sponsored and curated music. And those token payments actually comes from you, the artist, Paul. So the idea that how it works is, is uh, if you have earned some tokens from your streams and now you have let's say 100 rocks tokens right you could reinvest let's just say whatever amount you want 50 50 percent so you can put 50 tokens back into circulation in this sponsored and and curated uh, uh, list function where let's say fans that like techno for example let's say you made a techno track you can put a token reward to give out, let's just say one token to make it easy. So for every new users that hear your track for for one time, gets one token uh, from you, from your allocation. But in order to receive that one token, they have to give you some value back. You're not just gonna shell out tokens for nothing because you as an artist, you would like a value in return. And what could that value be? And you know, we're still ironing it out, but some of those things could be a share on social media. So you have a techno lover that never heard about you. They get exposed to your track because they get paid a token. Now they become a fan. So you have now one more fan that you had before. Uh, sharing on social media, if the guy's a big techno lover, he might have 10 techno friends on his Twitter or Facebook that now also gets to discover Paul's techno track. So you might pick up a couple of more fans that way that have never heard about you before. And now they also become fans. 
or it can be something like sharing their user email on a platform that you can use to create your own email list, which I think in today's world is really important for artists to start building up their own email list because it's a very ineffective, I mean, it, it, it's a very inexpensive and effective marketing tool. And, you know, when you think about that, if we take a step back, you know, all of you guys, all of you artists out there, you spend your time, money and effort to build up Facebook with bringing your fans there to become fans of you on Facebook. But now today, if you want to reach them, you have to pay Facebook. It's not like, oh, you brought Facebook 100,000 fans of you. Paul, you have 100,000 fans, for example. If you make a post of your new song on your artist profile, you know, maybe only 5% gets to see it. If you want the remaining 95% to see it, you have to pay. You have to pay to expand your reach for the fans that you brought them in in the first place. Mm. So it's a, it's a really shitty move that they made. Mm. Uh, so I think the, the importance of having and curating your own, your own email list is very valuable in today's world because it's a great way to inform about you know, tour updates and merchandise, special tracks or new tracks, new music videos. It's... You know, all of those services, MailChimp and whatnot, they're all super inexpensive to use. Uh, and I think people are really kind of enjoying getting these personalized email updates rather than just this traditional, oh, here's my new track on a Facebook feed and, and seeing how that goes. So that's one of the other things that can be a value of you. So why are you paying out tokens to fans? It's because you get something back. You get something back that's valuable for you and your artist career. Mm. And we simply look at it as a sort of as an, amp, I guess, artist amplification tool. So you come to Rocky, you use our services and feature, you earn stream, I mean, you earn tokens. You can reinvest some of those tokens back into the system. You get exposed to more fans. You get exposed to most you know, feedback. Maybe, maybe you want to have feedback on your track. How good is the track from 1 to 10? or getting their email, there's always some sort of value that you get back as an artist that can help your artist career in the future. So um, pretty excited about building building tools like that, that, that not only help the artist, but it actually makes it fun for the fans to be a part of the of the whole ecosystem as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, there's just so much exciting stuff to kind of unpack from what you just explained there because, like, as you said before, you know, going to, like, the Facebooks and the, the social media platforms of this world, like, that we've been trained to, you know interact with content and with each other in certain ways and certain ways that suit them whereas what we're positing here and you know we we speak about this a lot in myt about again building your audience but doing it by having an email list and having you know a communication channel that's direct to the fans and you know you were saying before about you know organic reach on facebook without payments like what it's like one percent now less than probably now it's, whereas it's just, you know yeah. you know, we we i mean we we use email a lot in our marketing and you know like we can send an email out and sometimes we can get 40 50 60 percent open rates and like 50 60 percent click-through rates from an email and it's like Amazing. it's 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 incredible because like you know you you we, we have now we have like multiples more people who are on our email list because we give value through that email list because we send out like motivational articles you know we don't just ask them for money all the time we're giving away free racks we're you know we're adding value 
And I think this is a bit a big thing because now I think people are becoming much more aware of, you know, what we would call the attention economy where, you know, attention, I mean, some people have probably heard this before, but some people have said in the, in the recent past that, you know, attention is like the new oil and it needs to be commodified or the value of it has to be represented. And I think what Rocky is is trying to do here with rewarding listeners and then obviously having that means of exchange and giving artists tools to amplify themselves and also build an audience, I think is very, very special. And it's very reminiscent of, like we spoke about this previously, about you know the, these types of things are starting to spout up or grow up all the time. Like, for example, a Brave browser, which is probably a really good example of that, where you are literally rewarded in a token for looking at images, getting little notifications of ads and, and little other things that happen as you are just using the internet normally. So it's going to be yeah. interesting to see how people catch on with this in the next few years and how incentivizing people to behave in a certain way, interact in a certain way, and do what they would normally do anyway. Because again, like you make the yeah. analogy of like, the guy might listen to the track and get the token and absolutely love it and he would have shared it anyway, you know? Yeah, you know, to, to, to your point there, I really see this kind of where the industry has, has to move to. You know, f Facebook and YouTube and Google, they are rich because we gave them our time for free. Right. We built them up with our time. And, you know, my niece is, you know, 14, 13 on YouTube all day watching, you know, makeup videos. She's making a YouTube influencer rich by giving her time that many hours a day for some influencer to make a cut. And YouTube, of course, makes the most money. And, of course, you know, we use Snapchat. We use Twitter. We use, you know, Instagram and, and this and that. But. You know, we are the product. Our time is the product that they make money on. So I was really inspired by Brave, like you said before. That, you know, there's a company that actually, you know, they, they, they cut away all the ads from the Google network. There's no tracking. They block all the tracking. And, you know, as they say, if you want, you know, voluntarily, you don't have to, but you can, you can choose to look at their ads uh, and pop-ups, et cetera. And if you do, you're actually rewarded in, in, in their token for you know, uh, giving your time uh, to them. And I think uh, we that's actually some of where that idea came from, that, you know, we need to have some options where, you know, the fans that are consuming, they're not just the product to make money off. They actually, they actually get something in return. And I think with music, you know, everybody loves music. And if you can build some fun, meaningful features that makes it fun to participate in, I mean, who wouldn't want to get closer to the artist mm -hmm. by providing feedback or direct messages or, you know, getting on that exclusive email list where I can receive, you know, free updates or, you know, free tickets or giveaways, et cetera. So um, we're super excited about that. And I think, I think that's kind of where the industry needs to head in general. I've seen people working on social media networks that are going to reward users for content they put up, pictures, et cetera. So I think, I think, I think that's kind of where the future, you know, is heading towards. So I think we're one of the first or the only music company doing that. And, and, uh, that's going to be a big one, I think. No, totally, totally. And again, returning to that topic of like digital scarcity 
as well. You know, th- this is where again we'll, we'll we'll head into possibly some te- you know sort of tech you know uh, technical sort of terms and stuff. But you know, there's also a role for something called NFTs, right? Non fungible tokens. This is something that um, one of our members, uh, Magnus, was asking about. You know, are NFTs going to be a part of Rocky going forward, and and how is that going to be implemented? And maybe we start by actually defining what a non fungible token is in the first place. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so non-fungible tokens, NFT, has been around for quite some time. And, you know, if I try to, you know, you know dumb it down in a way, I just call it uh, a digital piece of ownership, right? So, you know, you buy a, you go buy a car at the dealership, he gives you a pink slip, he gives you a paper that says, you are the owner of this car. You are the owner, and here's the proof. Look, I have the purchase mm-hmm. contract or the pink slip, you own the car. So, you know, in an easy way, NFT is this digital piece of ownership that gets stored on the blockchain. Uh, again, it's, it's uh, you know, uncheatable, it's only tied to you, uh, but it's also a tradable commodity that you can sell to other people. And it's been really, really big in the art, crypto art community, where graphic artists are making digital art uh, and, and selling the ownership of that art as an NFT. So the NFT becomes, you know, the only contract shows, look, Paul has this incredible, cool uh, graphic and he bought the NFT for one Ethereum. The, the ownership there is recorded on the blockchain. Now you own it. And then, you know, six months later, you can sell it uh, to someone else that buys that digital ownership of that digital art from you. Um, and, and now, it, you know, there's even artists that are doing digital art coupled with loops and, and songs and snippets, 30 second, 20 second loops and, and make it, you know, motion graphic uh, and some very cool stuff. And that industry is absolutely humongous. It's a mega, mega multi-dollar business with super, uh, you know, very, very talented artists who are, who are releasing crypto art on a regular basis, selling the NFTs. There is a couple of big market spaces. So, you know, imagine the eBay for crypto art where regular people can go in and say, oh, wow, look at this really cool graphic from uh, Paul. It's only one Ethereum to buy the ownership and they buy that NFT ownership. But, you know, what I realized when looking at this and, you know, I'm I'm a fan of the industry, uh, but I realized like it doesn't, necessarily work for music because when I look at it if you know, let's say we have four or five million independent artists in the world I think very 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 few of them are also graphic artists that can make graphic art or they can make animated videos together with their music most of them are just musicians so we wanted to do NFTs but we kind of took a step back and really kind of thought about how could NFTs work for music and where does it make sense? Uh, and we're basically launching with two NFT offerings on Rocky. Uh, and to kind of make this sounding simple, the first one we basically call a royalty owner NFT. So if Paul is uploading a song, he can decide to sell, let's say, 50% of future royalty earnings of that song 
as an NFT. So 50% of royalty ownership becomes this digital ownership contract, the NFT. Then fans can bid on that, or you can set a fixed price and say, hey, I want $100 to give away 50% royalty rights. So fans can pick that up and buy it, invest in it, and now they basically become a stakeholder of the song. Um, and what's cool about that is, uh, and we did a couple of uh, ones last year, we did a, a, a big one with Guy J, where he auctioned off 50% of royalty rights for uh, his track Cotton Ice, which is exclusive on Rocky, and we put that up on an auction uh, uh, protocol website called Bounce.Finance, and it sold for 40 Ethereum, which back then was like 24,000. <laughs> but, you know, 40 Ethereum today is, uh, it, you know, it's, it's almost triple. But um, the, the cool thing about that is, is, you know, I think that rather than selling 50% to one person, you're better off selling 1% to 50 people. Uh, because then you basically have 50 investors or, or 50 stakeholders in your song that are financially vested in the success of the song. So what we have seen is we have seen that fan behavior change from being this passive listener who put on their headset, they put on their playlist on Spotify, they press play, they go on about their day, that's it. But now, if you have 50 stakeholders... They are much more inclined to share the music on social media, to promote it, to help on marketing and activities, to help the track get more exposure. Because they are stakeholders. It's like uh, you, Paul, if you, if you are going to sell me 20% of M M MYT, I come in as an investor, you can be sure that I'm going to do everything that I can to bring you value for your business so we can, we can grow it. And, 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 you know, grow the business even more with contacts, with, with know-how, promotions, etc. So when we can get fans that become stakeholders of the royalty incomes of the song, some really cool things happen. Uh, so we're really excited about that one. So royalty income right is the first NFT. So fans can buy pieces of royalty uh, rights of a song. And the second one is we basically just call it listening NFT and I can I can I can I can share you some links. We made a medium article just about how these NFTs work and, and how they can be beneficial. Uh, but simply the the listening NFT kind of works in a very simple way. Just imagining Paul uploads a song uh, and you will only allow one hundred fans to be able to listen to it. So they basically get they get locked behind a listening NFT. And you put a price on what the, the, the key that would unlock it will cost. So let's say it's just $10, right? So $10 times 100, that's upfront revenue that you get directly. Uh, and then those lucky 100 fans that hold that NFT key or just simply the, the digital access key are able to stream that song, are able to uh, insert that into their playlist. Nobody else have access to that song but those 100 lucky NFT owners. Now that also becomes a tradable commodity 
because it's essentially just a digital right. You have a digital right to hear this song. Uh, so if anyone is like me, when I get a new track that I love, I will play the crap out of it for two, three months. And then it just kind of disappear far down in my library and, and I kind of forget about it. Uh, so fans can then basically sell that NFT with someone else on the platform uh, on this secondary marketplace that we're building where similar to the crypto art exchanges where you can see thousands of different crypto uh, art um, you know, creators who are offering their their content creations for sale. The same thing here. It will be a secondary market where fans can can sell and buy these listening NFTs. Because maybe you really wanted to buy the listening NFT of, of Bjorn Niklas' new song Heaven, but you didn't make the cut or they sold out too quickly and nobody wants to sell it. But three months later, somebody is selling it. And, and hopefully they're selling it for a small profit of what they paid for it originally. Mm. So those are the kind of the first two NFT offerings that we are uh, uh, working on, which I think makes a lot of sense uh, for music. And you don't have to be, you know, a digital graphic artist to make, you know, art associated together with the music. It's just simply music. You do what you do best, and that's producing music. Uh, so this can be a great new way for artists to receive new upfront revenue, whether that's selling 20% of future royalties and you're, you're getting 200 bucks from doing that, you know, getting 200 bucks on the spot, you'll have to still have a lot of streams on Spotify to get 200 bucks. And it's going to take you a pretty long time to even collect it. Mm. Um, so some, you know, a great new ways for artists to earn new upfront revenue and new kind of fun ways for fans to to get involved in the music, either as you know shareholders of the royalty, if you say, or just bringing back that nostalgia of owning something collectible, scarcity. Mm. You know what? That new song from Paul, there was only 10 copies on the NFT. I got one. You don't have it. Only you can enjoy it. So when your mates come over for a party, you can play it. And like, what is this record? Can I, you know, where do I get it? You can't. Yeah, exactly. There's only ten copies. There's, you know, there's only ten, ten listening rights. So yeah. there's of course more things you can do with the NFTs, and you can, you know, you can own the entire song as an NFT setup. But we can we can look at adding those later. Yeah. The important totally. stuff for me was you know create create easy ones that can bring new upfront revenue because you know most of my artist friends are are really struggling now with you no know, you know no income from gigs etc. Uh, and this is kind of proven to be that and. Right now, we're launching our you know, public version of the platform where new artists can sign up. And I think, Paul, you might have a referral code later on that you can share with your community Indeed. Uh, so they can, so they can uh, you know, bypass the line. Um, and the next things we're turning on are basically the, you know, the, the, the token payment system. So every day, if you have streams, you get your daily statement that shows how many streams you had, how many tokens you earned, etc. And then after that, we're, we're, we're rolling out this NFT uh, marketplace and the NFT offering, which, you know, I'm very excited about. Mm, no, totally. I mean, I think it's incredible. Hopefully that was a good explanation Inc on how they Incredible, work. incredible, to the point where I'm not even sure where to start in response, to be honest. I mean, it's just like, 
just all this world non-fungible token and this and like that. But for people who don't know blockchain, like, like what the hell is that? So we just try to make it simple. It's a royalty ownership right, or it's an exclusive listening right. Mm. Mm. basically what it is yeah totally uh, to make it simple no absolutely and, and I, I love where you're going with this because like there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff going off in the comments here about how this is a potential really great solution towards things like piracy as well where absolutely. you know you've, you're completely disincentivized in a lot of ways and the fact that it is like such a scarce asset and it's funny you were talking about like you know yeah, these these nfts and stuff and i still had that like you know that image in my mind of that wu-tang album that no one's yeah. ever heard that was in a glass box yeah. uh yeah. and that 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 shyster martin shkreli or whatever his name was yeah. ended up buying oh it god, oh god i hate that guy so much uh <laughs> but 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 it's but, it, but it's actually a really good example of of that kind Absolutely. of scarcity and, and, in a way and, and, right you know, this could continue with rocky and music i mean you could essentially just put out you know a new track and just offer one nft to one lucky fan, mm. put it up as an auction, and maybe it'll sell for a thousand dollars, five hundred dollars, whatever. The, or, or if you set a set price on all your work, you say, "Listen, my next ten songs are only going to be one copy each, and each, you know it's going to be a hundred bucks each or two hundred bucks each." And I guarantee you, there's going to be fans supporting you because we have seen traditionally fans love to have collectible item well that's collectible baseball card i still have a great a lot of you know white label vinyl that was only pressed in so many copies and it, it gives me great joys to play them because i know there was only a couple of them made and none of my friends has ever heard it they will never hear it unless they come to my house my basement and i put it on mm -hmm. so bringing that type of nostalgia back i think is really cool and, and of course you know nft is that technology that makes that possible by you know Hiding the music, it's not available for everyone else. You need the NFT key to uh, to to unlock it, and nobody else can have it. It can never be copied. It can never be downloaded. Mm. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's amazing what you're talking about because I think there's a deeper point to be made here, and you know we're forever like banging on about it here at NYT about you know make work that lasts. Try and make work that stands the test of time. The type of tracks that you're talking about where you'll quite happily pull them out of a vinyl sleeve in 10 years and they'll sound just as good then, now, as they did back then, you know? And I think with the the sort of the complete de, de sort of like uh, commodification of music in a way where it's just become completely interchangeable, completely functional and you know just the cycles have just gotten so quick now and everything's ultimately so replaceable and throwaway that i actually think the quality of music at the moment in a lot of ways is reflecting that kind of you know non-scarcity so. you know exactly and I mean, sadly so mm -hmm. because it's just kind of like a it's like a marketing thing. Like you know, you're not going to make money on it. You're not going to spend that much time on it. It's just simply a matter of excess supply putting into the Spotify pipeline, hoping that one out of one out of your hundreds of tracks are going to be picked up by a playlist by uh, Kramer, and that's going to make your career because you get a playlist feature and 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 you know whatever. But you know that's not sustainable. And, and uh, 
you know, sadly, that's kind of, you know, it, it, they have decided that music has no financial value. Mm. It only has this marketing value, uh, which has kind of made, you know, it has caused the music to be less good because people know that there's no really a big financial incentive to spend another two, three weeks or months to really get it to a, an amazing uh, point. Because they know it's 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 just gonna go into this never-ending funnel and just kind of disappear. So, I think by creating this system that can create that scarcity and make that whole hey, I'm a collector now. I'm a collector of Paul. I already have five exclusive records of Paul that nobody else have. Or if it, I have even 15 exclusive listening NFTs of Paul's tracks that that only another 50 people have, or even another 500 fan have still on a very very small basis and i think that will create some new fun fan interactions uh, that weren't there before necessarily yeah and it's still possible to do that in a digital era because i always like to tell the story about our label uh, chapter 24 that we had for five years and we've just sort of brought it to uh, to an end uh, just just uh, before christmas and we set out to to kind of do that a little bit and make like each each record like a standalone piece of art in its own way right like an artifact of itself and i remember because we didn't even have catalog numbers like we were really pretentious we had chapters rather than like catalog numbers and stuff and it's amazing because like people get really culty about stuff like that and you get really like into collecting stuff so our first vinyl release was chapter 12 as it was and we had actually a little bit of a delay in trying to get it get it out so our release schedule went chapter 10 chapter 11 chapter 13 and we skipped we skipped a number and dude we had emails coming in from people going like what the what the fuck are you doing like, like, where's chapter 12? Like, you're fucking up my collection yeah. here. Like, I've got all 11, and now you're giving me 13 without 12. Like, what the fuck? And it's funny because it. people get really into that type of thing. So I think sure. there's a, com a combination of, like, as Marshall McLuhan said, the medium is the message, right? And if if we figure out ways through NFTs and through these really exciting, digitally scarce products, I think we'll find that there'll be maybe a degree of art like really come back into the art form because the incentive is there all over again rather than well nobody's valuing this because it's basically being used to sell adverts on a streaming service and it's basically like a, a honey pot essentially and if i'm lucky i'll be fed a breadcrumb by these platforms it actually returns that sovereignty as i mentioned at the beginning it returns it back to the artist and also, like you were saying, it, it rebuilds that more direct, more, I suppose, nurturing relationship between the artist and the fan. So it's super, super exciting. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So yeah, I mean I've got some I've got great stuff coming in the comments here. Um as I mentioned before, like Nicholas Pinto, who I'm sure you know, uh said uh maybe it's a good way of sharing exclusive tracks without the inherent risk of having them end up on pirate sites. Because the ironic yeah. thing, and a lot of people don't realise this, but the pirate sites are often making more off people's music than the artists are because they're just putting like a QR code with a Bitcoin wallet attached to it and that kind of thing and it's it's incredible and i think there was um 
the guys behind like Audio Lock and a few other companies all came together last year and they were doing this audio mission thing and they were they were like keeping a log I think of all of these pirate sites and then actually finding yeah. people who were downloading from it and a lot of people didn't even realize they were illegitimate like because they're, they're so well set up and they're so convincing so you know Rocky I think um, and I'm sure you've, you've got some comments about this uh, is going to be again like an excellent solution to all of that because effectively you know it's it's kind of removing that incentive yeah, especially with NFT technology, I think I think that uh, that's a uh, a great solution for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, we've got another another couple of questions here from uh, one of our yeah, members, please. Will. Uh, it's, number one, uh, he, he wants to know uh, how did the invites code work uh, from Rocky, both on the listener aspect and the artist standpoint? Because he's looking at the site, he says for artists it may well be as easy as signing up and uploading your music. So how how is it going to um, work in terms of taking on users as we kind of move more and more towards like being fully in the market? Yeah, so great question. So first, to just to just start off, we've been working on a beta platform since October of last year, or, or actually uh, September, uh, and we built a, a version of the platform and the backend and server system, etc. And uh, uh, we did some testing, and it was pretty great. But we decided to rebuild everything from scratch uh, in in early December. Uh, build a whole new backend, whole new server system, etc. And we were pushing a goal of having this public version out. Uh, I think last Monday, uh, but we sadly, you know, we were maybe a couple of days too soon. It, it had a couple of bugs on the login system, so um, it should work for new artists signing up as a user. Uh, and when you go into your account page, you will see an affiliate uh, tab. And basically, we have an affiliate referral program, which is essentially designed to uh, help us grow uh, and help artists who recommend Rocky earning a token reward from the artists that they bring in. Right now, it's kind of specifically focused on artists. Uh, but even if you're just a listener, you can, of course, also now uh, use it if you, if you know an artist that you can recommend Rocky to. So when you log in there, you'll see your own referral code. You can use that to recommend Rocky for other artists. And if they sign up and they enter your code on that sign up page, you basically get 5% of their streaming revenue from all of their streams for a period of three months. So for somebody that owns, that knows a lot of artists, it's a great way to invite them uh, and earn a commission from their future streaming revenues on the platform. So it's kind of like an incentivized system that will help us grow. Um, but also, if you're not an artist, you can still use that system. If Let's say your neighbor is an artist, and now you heard about Rocky. You can basically give him your own referral code, and you will still earn a 5% commission on their streaming revenue as well. Hmm. Uh, there's going to be some sort of incentivized system for uh, recommending listeners to sign up as well and get some sort of... Uh, set bonus for uh, signing up listener as well because of course we need that as on platform as well so that, that that's in the work over this next few weeks uh, so when you're on your account page you'll probably see next that there's a listener fan invite code and that's probably just going to be tied into a specific uh, rocks uh, token amount let's just 
say one rocks token per new listener sign up that comes just for now. I mean, it's probably going to be a little different number, but it's going to be some sort of set number. So an artist who puts it up uh, on Twitter or Facebook or direct messages, that's a great way to to also earn some token rewards for helping to bring in some listeners. Mm. Now it's a yeah, great, great explanation. And yeah, you, you don't and what's cool about that? Sorry, sorry no, to uh, no, sorry to cut you off. Uh, the, the, <laughs> I'm I'm just so excited about this. The really cool thing about this is, you know, one might look at it as like, oh, you guys are going to make money and this and that, but this is really a win-win situation by scaling, right? So typically, you know, there's 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 a joint benefit for everyone on the platform by us scaling. So the more artists we can sign up, the more artists that upload music, the more payouts we do both on the artist side and from the listener side who are also earning the tokens, the better value everyone is going to get because there is that correlation between the token value and how many people are holding your token. So there's a huge strength in numbers. So the quicker and bigger we can grow as a company, the more value everyone will earn. So you're actually essentially helping yourself by helping us to grow, will create more utility of the token that typically always results in a higher token price. So let's say that you have $50 worth of token credits from your streams in this last few weeks. As an example, you know, with, with us scaling the company and the community assisting in helping us to uh, onboard new artists by using that affiliate referral program to earn a reward. You know, you might wake up the following week and now that value is, is $70 or three months later it might be $150, etc. So huge uh, strength in numbers. And that's also one of the, you know, the reason why this referral mechanism was designed that not only can it help us to onboard more artists uh, that can also, of course, get benefit, but there is also that, you know, commission reward to the person recommending us. They will have a great value doing so, and that's unlimited. You can you can sign up as many as you want, and you could have 50 artists that you are collecting, essentially five percent from from each, which could rack up to a lot of tokens. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's just an incredibly virtuous system, you know, when you think about it, like you're saying, it's everybody wins, like, and the more people use it, the more people win, which I think is just phenomenal yeah. and such a, a refreshing change from, you know, how it's been up until now. And and just to be clear, like, this is not just for artists who are, like, signed to labels, this is actually, like, for people who can literally directly self-release on there, right? Yeah, so mainly Rocky is for independent artists that own their own rights to their music, right? So, you know, rather than us trying to call PRS and say, hey, we're going to pay you in tokens for all the streams that Paul has, you know, they're not going to have a conversation. So we simply kind of uh, don't uh, don't work with them for the time being. So at, at this first iteration, it's basically just music that you fully own the rights to. Uh, we are also working with uh, ways of incorporating labels where the labels can have their own profile, but those songs will also have to include the original artist. So, Paul, your label, let's say, you know, I have a, a release on your label, and the deal split that we have is, let's just say it's 60-40, 60% to Paul's label, 40% to me as an artist. So, 
when the label uploads that music, uh, the label gets their 60 and me as the artist, I get my 40. So that way there is no mystery if the record label is holding my money or they're going to pay out. Everyone gets paid accordingly to the deal split. It's you know it's fully transparent. There is no there's no mystery on what's going on. But that's kind of a, more of a second focus that we're going to go into. So for the time being, it's simply music that artists own the full rights to. And a lot of this, if you're signed to a publisher or PRS or ASCAP or BMI, sometimes you can just simply request uh, Rocky to be excluded from collecting. Uh, we've seen both ASCAP and BMI, they have uh, forms you can fill out on their website, on your member page, where you can exclude a particular service from collecting and I'm fairly certain PRS has something similar. If it if it's just the platform in general, or just say, hey, my new song Heaven, I want that excluded from collecting on on Rocky. So that's something we're going to look into in this in this in this near future as well. Mm. Yeah, because obviously we could do a whole of the podcast on just blockchain technologies, possibilities for completely disrupting the publishing industry and helping it be oh, yeah. you know, a hugely more efficient and fair and transparent, you know, whole industry where that's Absolutely. Concerned. But, you know, to my point there, as I said before, you know, blockchain has been around now for quite some time. And, you know, even even Spotify bought a blockchain company, I think like four years ago or something. But, you know, I'm not really sure that those companies really want to have more accurate and transparent accounting. You know, there's... <laughs> That's where they make a lot of the profits it, on that back in a big black box. Mm -hmm. That mystery. There's mystery. There's profit. People don't really know how it's collected and that. You know, imagine the biggest publishers in the world, fully transparent, fully on the blockchain. Everyone has access to it. Uh, I don't see that happening anytime soon. A, I do agree with you. Not a good look there's for them. There's a need, and well, probably not. You know, there's for sure a need. I just, I just think that some of those powers that be. They don't want to be fixed. That that system generates them tens of billions of dollars already. I mean, they're all in bed with each other, moving money around. So, I do agree with you. It would be great, you know, publishing blockchain technology to to improve, you know, collecting through through all the different mediums around the world. But you know, even still today. Some people are still, you know, measuring radio plays by having some people out on the street just counting by hearing the song how many times it's being played to go and put that into a report manually to go report it to some crazy society. So crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just so crazy. It's batshit mental, as far as I'm concerned. So, like, it really is. It, but but it also like it begs the question now, like, what's it? What do you think it's going to look like in five years from now? Yeah, I mean that's a great question. I mean, obviously. We just look at Rocky. We're just going to, you know, work on developing our roadmap, building our freestanding music platform, using the blockchain how we see it fit, uh, the NFT offerings, etc. But I think, I think what we have seen now, and and I always bring this up, you know, it's it's clear to me that that most artists are really fed up with the current system. There is there's even governments that are. You know, reviewing Spotify. I think there's a big one in the UK Correct, where they yeah. are really dissecting Spotify of unfair, you know, streaming practices that they that they employ. Uh, perhaps there will be more government uh, insight and 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 direction to try to create uh, more of a fair system. But 
typically, I'm not too convinced that they will succeed because these people have so much money and, and, and so much power. Uh, but, you know, as we've seen, you know, I'm, not, I'm sure you saw Kanye West big meltdown on Twitter which, trying to get which, out of which his one? major. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which one? Well, that's, yeah. But, but he basically, I think it was late last year, he basically, you know, tweeted out every single page of his 10 or 11 different major label contracts with Universal, essentially begging lawyers to help him get out of his record contract because he wants to be independent. He wants to own his own rights. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where the industry is heading. More and more people are realizing that you don't need to sell your rights uh, to anyone else for collecting or distributing. There are so many great options today. If you are looking to get your music into TV and film, there are great options where you can pitch your music to uh, self-releasing self and using DistroKid and CD Baby and all the other ones. You can self-distribute you know, distribute there. You can build up your social media following. You can, you know, pay influencer to shield your music. Like there's a lot of tools available for an artist today uh, where they can actually have a fairly successful career with still retaining their rights. And I always bring up Chance the Rapper, who's one of the biggest independent artists in the world, completely independent, owns all of his masters. He can do whatever he wants with whoever he wants, when he wants, and it's only him collecting, nobody else. Uh, and, and I think that's kind of where we see a lot of um, uh, things are happening in just in that sense. People are, you know, preferring to go that independent route. And I think, in fact, the whole independent category of the music industry is by far the fastest growing uh, at the moment, which which is great. So, so yeah, I think I think we will see probably yeah those big mega artists are still going to be there. Those big mega labels are going to be there, and, and some are going to be, you know enticed to sign those deals to sign away their rights with those type of companies for a bit i mean you know make no mistake i'm sure kanye was very happy when he got millions of dollars up front when he signed the contract in the first place right mm -hmm. uh so you know that model probably will always still continue but i think i think having new technologies like us and and you know, there's a bunch of other really cool companies that can provide additional value for independent artists. It's just gonna, it's just gonna explode. It's just gonna be more and more. So, as an independent artist, you're just gonna have more, more great options for you to, you know, advance your career. Whether you are looking to get your music into TV, film, and commercials, there are great options there. If you, you know, for us, if you're looking to dabble into crypto and blockchain and earn crypto on your streams and Issuing NFTs to sell pieces of your royalties. That's one great option. You know, I, I'm a big fan of Bandcamp. I think they've done a great job there selling direct to, you know, direct to fans with probably merchandising and, and, and this and that. So uh, I think we're just going to see more and more option there. So I think it's a great time to launch something like Rocky now because, you know, the need is there. That's mm. where the market is heading. Yeah, totally, totally. It's just it's it's wild times, isn't it? And it's just it's so I guess like it's just also hard to keep up. Like there's yeah. so many services, and I think that's why you know a service like you guys who work closely with your community of artists, you're analyzing, you're actively looking out there. What are people doing? What services are popping up? And that's how we got started because of that interest that you guys have on alternative services, mm. right? Uh, and that obviously come because there's a need. 
had Spotify be paying you out 50 times more than they are right now, we, we might not have this conversation today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. Because, like, again, like our mission's very similar to you guys in terms of, you know, it's democratization at the end of the day. That's what it's about. It's about being able to provide people with the tools to be able to independently go about their business. And in our case, it's the business of them fulfilling their potential personally and artistically and bound up in that is financially as well. Cause you've got to be able to put the food on the table. And, you know, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago when we first spoke about, you know, a lot of people who are making music don't even, they, they, they don't want to be forced out on tour. You know, they don't want to go and live that life because it's a very particular kind of life. I've lived really, that. I've, I can attest for that myself. Well, I used to have hair before <laughs> I went on the road. Yeah, dude, yeah you, you said on no, Skype exactly before the call, you were like, I'm going to do my hair. I was like, I'm not, I'm not even going there. Um, uh, but, but, but that's the thing. It's like, it, it, it's, it's, as you know, like it's, it's a rough life and it's not for everyone. But that doesn't mean that an artist should have to be almost like, you know, forced to go out and perform if he wants to earn a living from his art. You know, it's like, it, it, it shouldn't, it doesn't need to be that way. And what really excites me about these platforms now, and, and Rocky's included, is is the fact that, you know, people can legitimately look at that and go, oh, I could literally earn a living from being on Rocky, doing the NFTs or building my audience up in whatever way I want and basically earning a living from that and, and, a, and a mix of platforms that works for the genre that I'm in. That's what really excites me about it. Yeah, and, you know, uh, if we can, you know, obviously now with the pandemic, a lot of people are unemployed, et cetera. But even before then, a lot of a lot of musicians, uh, you know, they have to have a second job to be able to sustain their musical career. So if we can... If we can just, you know, have a platform that will help artists not having to be forced to take a second job to pay the bills mm-hmm. and they can actually get some some real income from music. And, you know, our token rocks. It's already listed at some cryptocurrency exchanges. It's, it's being I think today it was traded at around 13 cents for one rocks. It went up to 20 cents the other day. And and we haven't even gotten started yet. We haven't really gone to done any marketing. We haven't really you, launched. You're worth more version, than Dogecoin so. already. You haven't even started yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have. You know, what's cool about that? We have a lot, a lot less users, right? So Dogecoin have a fucking a ton load of users who are hyping it don't, up. But, don't start you know, me. <laughs> there's no, there's no product or service behind it. It's just fluff. It's mm. just word of mouth hype. If Elon is going to put it on his uh, Twitter handle, it's going to go up. But uh, you know, having a platform that actually solves a real-world problem uh, and, and, and provides those tools that m- may have been missing in the past, coupled with, with, with new tools that we never knew about. I mean, I never knew we could have a music NFT selling royalties if you would have asked me a year and a half ago. Mm. It's new. It's future. But I tell you one thing. It's, it's, it works perfectly for music and mm-hmm. for artists. Uh, and, you know, to be said, I think... Uh, this next few months, we're going to roll out the futures. We're going to, you know, we're going to list the tokens at other exchanges. And, you know, one big part of, 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 uh, of Rock is also making that, okay, how, uh, how do I withdraw some of these tokens that I've earned on the platform later on when there's value created? And, you know, there's a big focus on making that particular withdrawal uh, function as simple as possible. So 
you don't need to be that crypto expert uh, in order to do so. We're mm. talking to a couple of debit card providers that can basically connect uh, your crypto balance on Rocky to a Visa debit card so you can go out and buy a new synthesizer using your Rocky uh, Visa crypto card that's tied into your wallet there. That might be one of the first one. But then, you know, the long-term goal is that the entire on and off ramp happens on Rocky. So if you want to buy some more tokens in order to buy more marketing on the platform to reach more people, you can buy some additional tokens on the platform. Uh, and the same thing as well as when you have used the platform for X amount of time and you have X amount of value created, now you want to withdraw because you have been eyeing you know, this new microphone for your studio. Uh, you can do that in a very simple way that's not very different than using PayPal, mm. uh, for example. Mm. So, wow. you know, blockchain can sound scary. Maybe for some of you guys out there that are new to blockchain and crypto, uh, not to worry too much. The, the goal and, and focus of us is making it, you know, as user-friendly as possible, especially for you know, non-blockchain uh, users out there. I mean, that's that to me is my biggest, my biggest goal. Yeah, totally. And as I mentioned before, our goal is to just try and take all the, you know, all the the heat and all the kind of the fear out of it as well. So, you know, thank you for for doing that, and you know, thank you for providing us with just an incredible potential opportunity in the next few years. You know, and I think it, I think we're going to look back at this conversation in a few years and think, wow, look, we were there back then, and look at us now, like five, ten years into the future. Yeah, and you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we can provide the best value, and you know, I hope you, you guys can check it out. Paul, you can provide a, an invite link for that, uh, and and of course, you can start uploading music. That payment system is about to go live soon. It'll be very easy to follow, mm-hmm. uh, and and then the NFTs are coming after that. Yeah, but the platform is ready for onboarding, for uploading music for new artists, and uh, yeah, you will get your you know once you sign up, you always always will get our our news email with updates, etc., and, and we have a pretty big following on Telegram, on, on socials, on Instagram, nice. etc. So we're going to work with featuring new artists on the platform in various top charts and, and exclusive charts, etc. We're going to try to give as much support as possible. Mm. Um, one thing that I want to tell you, Paul, before we end this call is, you know, I, I, I was sending you 20 bitcoins, but because this is not a uh, distributed ledger, this, oh, this, come on. this transaction just it it just disappeared. Come on. It's like it never happened. <laughs> and that's why you need a blockchain. It, it, that's why you need a blockchain. <laughs> because you would have had a million people say, No, you did send it, he's gonna oh, get it. God damn. And it doesn't so, even matter because I've got you on camera saying it as well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, that's that's blockchain in a nutshell, that you know, everyone has a transaction record of that happening yeah. and there's no way to cheated yeah exactly exactly so one final thing i wanted to ask you what was the inspiration for the name rocky because don one of our members is asking what the inspiration was well uh that that's a really good one and uh you know i'm one of those that have you know hundreds of domains from many years of being crazy to the stupidest thing you've ever heard of (laughs) but uh going through them and you know looking at them I like that if you if you remember the Rocky the Rocky Balboa you know movies how he was the underdog and and he is defeating the great mighty 
Russian Ivan, the the Swedish guy. I his name. <laughs> Ivan uh, Drago. Yeah, Ivan Drago. There, I I even made like a like a meme with a Rocky uh, logo <laughs> on the on the on the glove, you know, taking him out. But you know, Rocky is the underdog, and we are going up against a very evil industry that doesn't want to be disrupted. So. You know, can we be this Robin Hood that try to change the method? And obviously, we're not stealing from the rich because we're not even integrated. But we are trying to just provide more value to our users. And, and as a community effort, as we grow, everyone benefits from the growth of the platform, from the growth in the user. The token economy goes up. The value goes up. So it's kind of like a Robin Hood mission, but you know the Rocky was kind of like you know sticking it in the face to those evil corporations. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I was in already, and now you've explained that to me. I'm all the way in. Like I'm, I've got Braveheart speeches going on in my head, and everything. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> no, it's totally in line, you know, and, and you know we're we're going to be doing a lot more. This is the beginning of something between Rocky and NYT. Yeah. This is the great thing about it. You know, we've got. We were uh, talking about making like a full-on uh, tutorial course uh, on video, using the systems, filling out smart record contract, using the promotional tools, mm. etc. And and some strategies around marketing as well. So Absolutely. I think, I think uh, your your um, your members will look forward to that. Yeah, totally, totally. And likewise, we're looking forward to getting our music on there as well. So, you know, as as Bjorn mentioned, there's going to be a, a referral code coming soon for NYT members, uh, which we'll be getting onto in the next few weeks. And yeah, we're, we're looking forward to getting the music on the platform and start setting ourselves up for success in the future. Because I think, you know, one thing I've learned from being involved in the crypto markets over the last few years is that you do have to kind of think, you know, a few years into the future and your time horizons have to be much wider and much longer term. So again, we might... We might start from a very particular place, but the most important thing is is that we're going on a journey, and in the next sort of three to five years, we're we're definitely not going to be in Kansas anymore. You know, we're definitely going to be somewhere else and somewhere far better, and in a situation where we're going to still have control over it all and be able to, you know, earn a earn a very very decent decent living from what we love to do. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. Simple as that. Simple as that. I want to thank you, Bjorn, mate. This has been uh, a great time. Uh, it's always good when we get together, even though we've only spoken a few times. It's always been fun when we talk. Yeah, listen, absolutely, my pleasure, my privilege. You know, it's you know, we are building Rocky for guys like yourself, for every single member that you have. It's a, you know, it's a big passion project of mine. I've always, I've always tried to. Uh, come up with ideas and, and technologies or, or apps and features that that help provide value for artists. Whether that was at VDM or the Groovio, you know, tuned it and Sally make it, and now with Rocky. But you know, it's 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 a big passion project of mine, and, and uh, nothing gives me more joy than seeing you know people commenting, you know, seeing the token value, you know, reaching more fans, and you know. Especially, the, you know, we get a lot of attention of the NFT system because who wouldn't want to try to get some new upfront revenue in, 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 in today's harsh pandemic world that we live in? Exactly. So, yeah, we're super excited. Dude, and, yes. and if it's good enough for the I likes should, of Guy um, Jay, it's good enough for us, right? <laughs> yeah, he was, he was very happy and he's a big supporter of the platform. And, uh, you know, he's also, he has his own label, Lost and Found. It's a great label. Mm. 
so it, it's it's just, it's just really great. He's got a great fan base, very supportive of his music, and I think there's you know many guys like him, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of artists that have that great relationship with their fans that will you know go on above and beyond and to you know to 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 support the artist amazing amazing well look you're welcome back anytime dude and uh, looking forward to working with you more on rocky and uh, seeing how it develops thank you very much sir yeah thank you paul thank you mit thanks thank you very much so there you have it there was my conversation with bjorn from rocky and you can find out more about rocky its project the token the NFT, everything over on the Rocky website. It is www.rockyrocki.app.app and you'll find all the information over there and we will be working with Bjorn and Rocky and the team on bringing some content and some resources to you in the not too distant future. We're really excited about the potential, about the token, about NFTs in general. So definitely something worth looking into if you are are a producer or an artist who's looking to make a sustainable living in the future from your music. It's a really interesting opportunity. So if you like what you've heard here, then you'll probably like our courses over on MYT. What you've just heard there was something we recorded with our AAA members where they could ask questions and really get interactive with these live masterclasses. So we've got over 20 courses now over on the platform. Just last week, we launched an incredible incredible live performance course with our friend Holt, who is an incredible artist and a major, major new name in the electronic music space as far as I'm concerned. And his course from studio to stage is an incredible, incredible resource. So if you want to find out more, we've got courses on everything from mixdown to arrangements to music theory, sound design, artist development, and a lot more based around music marketing and monetizing your music as you've heard today you can head over to our website www.transition.studio and you will find out everything there and you can sign up and we can basically guarantee that you'll be making better dance music in 30 days or we'll give you your money back so if you like the podcast if you've not actually subscribed to the podcast yet please do we are on spotify we are on apple podcasts give us a follow give us a subscribe give us a review on apple podcasts if you will please because it does make all the difference and on top of that we have video versions of our podcasts over on our youtube channel if you head over to youtube.com forward slash make your transition you will find them there and a hell of a lot more content masterclass tutorials everything over there and we've just broken the 6,000 subscribers mark so we're feeling pretty good and we are hurtling towards our next target which will be 10,000 so if you can help us get there all the better so that's going to be it for today looking forward to next week's episode keep it locked on our socials on instagram you know all that stuff and i shall speak to you next week stay safe stay sound take it easy goodbye